and a very warm welcome to worship with Paisley St George's. Welcome whether you're here in person, watching via YouTube or listening on the phone. You are welcome. Whoever you are, come together and come to God. Wherever you're from, come together and come to God. Whatever you bring, come together and come to God. However you feel, come together and come to God. God is here and God is good. So we worship God by standing if able to sing hymn number 194. This is the day, hymn number 194. the day when the Spirit came. This is the day of Pentecost, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. And now let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Almighty and loving God, we gather together today remembering your ancient promise to send your Spirit upon all people, young and old, male and female, Jew and Gentile, Move within us, we pray. We come remembering that first Pentecost when your spirit was given to the apostles, renewing their faith and transforming their lives. We come on this Pentecost Sunday reminded of the constant work of your spirit, inspiring, guiding, challenging, refining. Move within us, we pray. Almighty God, Spirit of Truth, come as you promised and reveal to us more of the way of Christ. Come and fill us with deeper faith, 
and greater love. Give us the gifts we need to work for your kingdom. Inspire us with new vision and purpose and breathe your power into our lives. Almighty and loving God, open our hearts and minds and souls to your spirit, whoever we may be. Equip us to live as your people, not just this, but every day, our lives reflecting your glory and proclaiming your love. Living God, we remember that not everyone responded so gladly to the Spirit's coming. From some, there was scorn, ridicule and disbelief. Suggestions that the apostles were drunk or even out of their minds. Lord, have mercy. Living God, forgive us that we too can be guilty of a similar response. Instead of welcoming the Spirit, we greet her with cautious and suspicious hearts. Instead of opening our lives to the Spirit's movement, we close our minds to anything which challenges our long-held preconceptions. Instead of gladly receiving your Spirit's gifts, we barricade our souls against change. Lord, have mercy. And Lord, open our lives now to your Holy Spirit's life-giving breath so that we may live more truly as your people. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Morning, boys and girls. How about coming out to the front? Would you like to do that? Would you like to do that? And I'm just... coming out. Oh, you've brought your doggy with you again. Good. I like to see dogs in church. I like to see everybody in church. What's in the bag today? Do you want to have a wee look? A party popper. Oh. 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 Why do you think I've got party poppers this morning? Any ideas? We'll ask the grown-ups. See if they've got any ideas. Oh, we're all very quiet. It's the Queen's Jubilee, yes. And it's also Pentecost. And we quite often think of Pentecost as being the church's birthday. And later on this morning, we're going to hear what will happen when God sent his, ho sent his Holy Spirit to earth. Now, this morning, there's several shorter bits of the service, so you're welcome to stay. And I've got something for you to do as well if you are bored. I don't have enough for everyone, so you better not all be bored. Okay? So, do you know what's inside a party popper? Confetti or dabbing as a tissue paper? And what else? Something to make it go. Bang! Ah, uh -huh. We use party poppers to celebrate, but they're useless as it is. All the potential inside has to be released. So on Pentecost, on this day, we remember that God has given the Holy Spirit so that his power and his life are packed inside us. Wow, that's something, isn't it? That God can pack his power and his spirit right inside us. But we can't be like this party popper. We can't keep it all inside. 
we've got to let the love and the truth and the faith and the power that are inside us to be released for the good of others. But what happens when you use a party popper? It explodes and it's empty and you can't use it again like that one because that one's totally empty, isn't it? There's nothing in there. That one's no use. It's empty. But unlike the party popper, the more we give out of God's love, the more God fills us up now. Is he allowed to use a party popper? Yes. Probably won't do it. Haley, I believe you're allowed as well. Right? Come on up beside me and we'll see how far they go, will we? Alexander, come on. Will we count? Now, we need to point them away from folks' faces, so point them towards the congregation, okay? Are we ready? One, two, three, go! Oh! 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 Try that one. I'll take that up. Try that one. Oh! Oh! That would not work either, right? Try that one. Pull it, pull the string hard. Oh! They've been up my loft for ages, so that's maybe what's wrong. Let's try again, Alexander. Oh, gosh, look, I've found lots of confetti, lots of... Right. Right, pull, quick and hard. Oh, no. Oh, there we go. Well done. Well done. Oh. I've made a mess again. Oh, 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 oh dear. Oh, you've got that one. You're going to go give it a go. Do you want another one, Haley? Come on. There you go. Oh, you've still got... Well, that one's gone. Uh -huh. We'll just put it over here. Oh, there we go. Oh, brilliant. Thank you very much. Now, We'll pick it all up later, it's fine. Or somebody else will do it. <laughs> now, I have got some colour pencils here. And I have got a worksheet type thing. But I've also got this. And it's a flame that you can colour in. And I've got bands that you can attach to it. So there's double-sided tape on them. And you can make a crown with flames coming out if you'd like to do that. So, I, I don't know how you're going to divvy up the pencils. You've still got that. I missed. Do you want to come and join in too? Right. I wonder if you want to, do you want to just sit in the, sit in the front seat? I'm sure you'll be fine there. There's pencils. There's colouring sheets. Oh, oops. Sorry, Hayley. And there's more of these, so there's plenty. Okay, thank you. Right. And as I said, I don't have enough for everyone, I'm sorry. But if you get really bored, you're welcome to join the children. <laughs> so, the next hymn that we're going to sing reminds us that Jesus is living and his spirit is near. We're going to sing from St. George's Praise, number five, Colours of Day Dawn Into the Mind.
And now the choir will sing the anthem during which our offering will be brought forward. And now let's dedicate our offerings. Let's pray. Generous, gracious God, as we stand before you, we make our offerings in thanksgiving, asking that you would bless all monies given to be used to spread the gospel. We pray for wisdom for all office bearers of your church, that our gifts may be used wisely. With our monies, we offer you ourselves our time and our talents. Through your Holy Spirit, direct their use. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We turn now to scripture, which will be read for us by Mary. Mary is one of our elders and a member of the business team. Good morning. Good morning. Our reading this morning is from the Acts of the Apostles, Chapter 2. The day of Pentecost had come, and they were all together in one place. Suddenly there came from the sky what sounded like a strong, 
driving wind, a noise which filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them flames like tongues of fire, distributed among them and coming to rest on each one. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to talk in other tongues, as the Spirit gave them power of utterance. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, devout Jews, drawn from every nation under heaven. At this sound, a crowd of them gathered, and they were bewildered, because each one heard his own language spoken. They were amazed, and in astonishment exclaimed, Surely these people who are speaking all are Galileans. How is it that each of us can hear them in their own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, of Judea, of Copernica, of Pontius, of and Asia, of Phaeria, Pamphylia, of Egypt, and districts of Libya around Cyrenia, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Asians, all of us heard them telling us in our own tongues the great things God has done. They were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? Others said contemptuously, they have been drinking. But Peter stood up with the eleven and in a loud voice addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, all who live in Jerusalem, listen and take note of what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what Prophet Joel spoke of in the last days. Says God, I will pour out my spirit on all mankind and on your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Yes, on my servants and my handmaids, I will pour out my spirit to those whose days, who, who those days and they shall prophesy. I will show portents in the sky above and sign in the earth below, blood and fire and a pall of smoke. The sun, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great replenant day of the Lord shall come. Everyone who calls on my name of the Lord on what this day shall be saved. Amen. May God bless his reading from his holy word. Thank you, Mary. And you want to just maybe stay there? Because we are now going to hear the story told by some of the friends of Jesus. So, folks who know who they are. And I'll just wait till the gentlemen are in place. So, the friends of Jesus had a wonderful story to tell. For a time they thought it was all over. The people who hated Jesus had had him killed. But God raised him from the dead and gave him new life. And he'd been seen by all his close friends before he went back to heaven. But they had a promise that he'd always be with them. And he told them to tell the whole world the good news that he was alive. And Peter, Peter was getting impatient. So what were we waiting for? We must do as he says. Tell the bones. And instead, we're all sitting here, just praying. 
Peter was always the one who wanted everything like a bull at a gate, head down, mouth in gear, brain in neutral. Peter had to admit, Thomas had a point. But before he could answer, something really strange started happening. It sounded like a gale blowing through the room. But the air was completely still. It got louder and louder, but still they didn't feel anything. Philip, another of the friends, knew something important was going on. Didn't Jesus say that God's spirit was like the wind? Peter knew all about nets and fish, but he would never have called himself a deep thinker. right. Gradually, the panic subsided, but Peter was still agitated. What's going on? I can't remember anything like this before. <coughs> yes, you can. Moses, the burning bush, it was in fire. It never got burned. Don't you see? Peter didn't see, but Nathaniel did. This is the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised us. Just like Moses, God's giving us the power we need to go out and do his work. Oh, I say, here's a big God. When Nathaniel got outside, he was amazed. Peter was rattling on at 19 to the dozen. Nothing strange in that. But he was telling someone from Libya about Jesus in Arabic. Then he heard Andrew speaking Latin. He buttonholed a Roman merchant who just couldn't wait to hear more about Jesus. Just then, a woman came up to Nathaniel. What's this all about? I'm really very sorry, but I don't speak Turkish. You're going to ask someone else. I don't understand. Well, it's really simple enough. I don't speak your language. You'll have to go and ask someone who does. Well, if you don't speak my language, how come I understand every word you're saying? She was right. Everyone was amazed. 
the good news about Jesus was being spread to all the foreign visitors in their own languages. So, this is the Holy Spirit at work. Impressive. Very impressive. Thank you, folks. It's always good to hear a familiar story told in a different way because it makes the message, I think, more real and opens a, it opens us up a bit just to hear it differently. So talking of things being different, our next hymn, I suspect, is a new hymn. It's sung to a familiar tune and the words of it speak so clearly. It's hymn number 584 and it starts like fireworks in the night. Hymn 584. we've already said today is Pentecost. Pentecost is one of the great festivals of the church. It is a day of celebration. For today as a church, as Christians, we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit into our world. The coming of the Holy Spirit into our world, turning everything upside down. Remember those fearful, timid disciples? sheltering behind locked doors? Well, they were changed. They were changed. They were changed into folks standing in the marketplace telling of the good news of Jesus Christ. I have entitled this talk, Expect the Unexpected. And this morning, I've tried to give you a flavour of the way people must have felt on that first Pentecost. For today, you don't have a printed order of service. So you don't know what's going to happen next. The order is different. 
I came in a different door at the start of worship. And I could hear folk muttering as I came in that way. <laughs> going, eh, what? Yeah. But we're creatures of habit, aren't we? If we're honest, we're creatures of habit. And very often, we don't like change. And I appreciate that the next question I'm going to ask you is maybe not quite so relevant for the members of the former Glenburn Church, but I think everyone will get what I'm saying. As the church buildings reopened after lockdown, when you came into church, you were asked to go and sit in a particular seat. You were told where to sit, depending on when you arrived in church. And I wonder, how did that make you feel? Because most of you weren't able to sit where you would normally have sat. Now, think about where you're sitting now. Mm. The folks from the former Stobre have gone back to where you sat before. Am I, who's saying they haven't? Good, good. One or two. What about the folks who were formerly Glenburn? Are you tending to sit in the same places, Sunday by Sunday? Yes. Uh huh. And is it maybe perhaps where you sat in the form in, when you were in Glenburn? Yes. Because I know everything's different. But I know when I taught. I taught for twenty odd years in the one school. Now I didn't sit in exactly the same seat in the staff room. Irene's laughing. <laughs> Irene still sits in hers. We sat together, we sat in the same area, and we are creatures of habit. We like our comfort zones, don't we? We like what we're comfortable with. But are we warning? A comfort zone can so easily become a rut, a rut which gets deeper and deeper. And as the rut gets deeper and deeper, we become more and more entrenched. And the deeper the rut is, the harder it is to see out or to climb out. And we're trapped. The more we're trapped. But God's Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit did not want the disciples trapped inside a locked room. She wanted them out and about. She wanted them out and about in the marketplace, preaching and teaching and living amongst others. And today that's the same for us. God does not want us stuck in a rut. He doesn't want us trapped in that phrase, it's I been that way. The Holy Spirit wants us out and about, open to new ways of doing things, of new ways of being, all empowered by the Spirit, all based on the teachings and the love of Jesus Christ. Now, as I said, I'm doing things differently today, so I have another activity. So, youngsters, do you want to come and watch? You can come a bit closer if you like, or you can sit there. I've got a number of containers on the table, haven't I? Yeah. I'm going to try not to make too much <laughs> not to make too much of a mess. It's all right, there's no eggs this morning, you'll be pleased to hear. So, what have I got here? I've got an IKEA plastic cup that's um, borrowed from the grandchildren. I've got my water bottle for when I go to the gym. I've got a gravy boat. I've got a rather interesting glass. 
I've got a jug, teapot, lots of containers. And all of these containers represent Christians, people who go to church. Sometimes, do you know, sometimes there are Christian people who say they know all about Jesus, they know where he lived, they know what he was up to, what was written about him, what everything in the church is called, and so on. But they're like this jug. <laughs> it's empty. They're empty inside. They're empty inside. If anyone comes to them for a drink of God's love, the person needing the drink will go away thirsty. They won't be able to get refreshed or comforted or healed or loved because the person they thought that they could help them is all dried. They're empty inside. They're all dried up inside. Let's try another Christian. Oh. 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 Oh, it's full. It's full to overflowing, isn't it? Oh, so if you come to this person, you can... They're full of the loving spirit of God. So if you come looking to know about God, they will help you because you'll learn about God's love through them. Now, look at all these different shapes of containers. They're all different shapes. They're all different sizes. Some are big. Some are wee. Some are pretty. (laughs) Some are plain. Some are maybe treasured. (laughs) Sorry? Uh Uh-huh, that's where it came from. (laughs) I know. And look, there's lots of water in here. Isn't there? Oh. Some are tall, some are short. But God, well, God is delighted to pour his spirit into all of these. Good job it's only water. It'll it'll dry, the carpet will dry, I promise. Imagine it didn't. Oh, okay. But, you know, God's delighted to pour his Holy Spirit into all of these. But one thing we need to do, if we want to be filled with God's Holy Spirit... We need to go to the source to be filled. And we need to tell God that we want him to fill us with his living spirit. And when he starts to fill us, we need to keep ourselves open so that he can fill us. Now, sometimes he may fill us in a bit of a rush. Or at other times, it might be really quite slowly and gently. And I like to think of God and his Holy Spirit being a wee bit like some fizzy water. Now, if I open this bottle gently, it just fizzes a wee bit, doesn't it? That's fine, isn't it? But if I take... Coke's better, but two minutes. Oh, not very good, is it? Didn't do what I hoped it would do. Oh, try again. That's a bit better. 
I'll just pour it in there and we'll give it another good shake. Because I can give it a better shake this way. No. Never mind. Never mind. We've all done it though. We've all opened a bottle, haven't we? And it's squished everywhere. Yeah. But it doesn't matter how God fills us, whether he fills us gently or powerfully and quite scarily at times. However he, and fast, oh, however he chooses to do it, it will be the best way for us. So, what I'm saying to us all is, let's get out of our rut. Let's get out of our comfort zone. Let's move out of that rut and let's go to God to be filled with his Holy Spirit And when God fills us with his spirit, he will surprise us. You know what I've done sometimes in other churches? I wouldn't dare do it here. I've put Mentos into Coke. Uh I wouldn't dare do it here. Maybe do it in the garden, (laughs) Mum. It's good fun. Try No, no, don't try it. Don't try it on your own. Only if Mummy or Daddy or whoever's at home says you can. Same for the grown-ups. <laughs> Mum, can we do it? I'm causing trouble here. Uh-huh. But what's new? So, let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, on this Sunday, the day when we remember your spirit coming to earth, we come to you now, opening our hearts to you. Opening our hearts that we may be filled with your Holy Spirit. That we may be filled quietly or surprisingly fill us Lord Jesus fill us Amen in our next hymn we're going to sing come Holy Spirit come we're going to sing hymn number 594 come Holy Spirit come
now let's bring to God our prayers of thanksgiving and our prayers for others. Let's pray. Spirit of God, we rejoice in your empowering grace you give to each of us. The grace you give to this church, the chatter of our young and the wisdom of our old, the texts of our teenagers and the words of our elders. Spirit of God, we rejoice in your diversity, the gifts and graces you give to the global church, those who sing your song in the high rises of Manila or Paisley, those who serve your mission in the slums of Brazil or in the highlands and islands of Scotland. We celebrate these signs from your spirit in our midst. Spirit of God, we rejoice in your liberation, the liberation you bring to all those enslaved, the freedom you offer the addicted, the justice you seek for the trafficked. Spirit of God, we rejoice in your gifts, the challenge of prophets, the hope of our dreamers, the insights of every one of us, men, women and children. We celebrate these signs from your spirit in our midst. Spirit of God, we rejoice in your scattering your work across the world, the partnerships we share with agencies and workers for justice and churches in countries near and far. Lord, we celebrate these signs from your spirit in our midst. And yet, gracious healing God, when we look at our world, we see war and conflict, hatred between people of different languages. With God's spirit, we pray, only love can conquer hate. When we look at our country, we see egos and deals, building projects and business towers. With God's spirit, we pray, only love can conquer hate. When we look at our church, we see tribalisms and insecurity, denominations that seem fractured. With God's spirit, we pray, only love can conquer hate. When we look at ourselves, we see suspicion of others, mistrust and indifference towards those not like us. With God's spirit, we pray, only love can conquer hate. So today, Lord, we hold in our prayers those who are suffering, suffering pain, illness, loneliness, anxiety, depression, grief. In a moment of silence, we bring you the prayers of our hearts, prayers that we voice in the silence, prayers that perhaps we cannot put into words. So many prayers for so many people. May all for whom we have prayed be surrounded by your love, your care, your compassion. May they and we be filled with your spirit and so empowered and renewed by your spirit. We pray with God's church around the world. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we said at the beginning, today is the Queen's Jubilee. So today, as a nation, we celebrate the 70 years of service that the Queen has given to this country and to all its peoples, and to the Commonwealth and all the peoples of the Commonwealth. I suspect, if we're honest, we recognise that the number of years left to Queen Elizabeth to serve this country, Commonwealth and all the peoples cannot be long. But she's served faithfully and she continues to serve faithfully from a position of privilege. But it's also a position that imposes so much in the way of restrictions and duty. It seems to me, though, that at the heart of the Queen's service is her faith. Her faith, private and public. And for all that she holds a position of great wealth and privilege, she's experienced many of the problems of ordinary families. The joys and sorrows of raising a family, all in the public eye. And she has, as I think many of us saw last night, she's got a sense of humour. Hasn't she? <laughs> she has a sense of humour and how nice it is to see that touch. So let's come together now in prayer. and I'm praying in the words of the Reverend Professor David Ferguson, one of the Queen's chaplains, one of the ministers or vicars or whatever you like to call them, who wear the red cassocks, they're Queen's chaplains. So these are his words. So let's pray. Eternal God, in these days of national celebration, we give thanks for the long reign of Her Majesty the Queen, for her commitment to serve all her people, for her steadiness in every crisis, for her loyalty to the nation and to the Commonwealth, and for the pledge she has made and kept to honour all people. We praise and bless you today. Faithful God, we give thanks for those who have supported our Queen in the fulfilment of her work, for the affection and example of our parents, King George VI and Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, for the family who have accompanied her along the way, and for the devotion of her staff, receive our grateful thanks. Especially we recall with gratitude the love, strength and support of the Duke of Edinburgh, husband and trusted companion through 73 years of marriage. Gracious God, we ask your blessing on the Queen as she continues her work amongst us. Sustain and strengthen her in these later years. Grant her the health and strength that she seeks to fulfil her tasks. And bless those who will support her in shouldering new and increased responsibilities. Inspire them and us to continue to lead and serve according to her example. Loving God, we bless you for the faith of Elizabeth, our Queen, her devotion to Jesus Christ, her unashamed witness to his cause, her love of our church and her commitment to its worship. May we in our own day and generation continue in faith and dedication to the same Lord, in whose name we offer these prayers. Amen. 
And now, if we're able, let's stand to sing the national anthem. Because those of you that are smart will have realised there's been no intimations. So, the intimations. The intimations, some are in the print, a note about today's church party, a note about the social committee's trip to Trickier House and Peebles on the 18th of June. Booking slips and silver boxes are at the entrances or give your name and slip to any of the committee members if you wish to go on that. Men's breakfast will take place on Saturday the 11th of June, that's next Saturday at 9.30. Don't eat the day before and don't plan to eat for the rest of the day if you're going to that, gentlemen. But come along and enjoy a hearty breakfast and good company and contact Kenny Ross or Stuart, and Stuart's phone number is there. The property team will be ordering a skip for a tidy up of all the buildings, underbuildings and grounds here at St George's Crossy Side. So if you've got rubbish to get rid of, look it out and let us know. And they'll be looking for volunteers to help fill that skip. So let the property guys know about that. Friendly hour, this Tuesday is having a drop-in day at from 2 till 3.30pm. Now, there are three important intimations that are not in the order of service. Firstly, the Kirk session is called to meet on Tuesday, the 14th of June at 7.30pm here at St George's Cosyside. The plan is, as far as I'm aware, to meet in the downstairs hall. On Tuesday of this week, the Connect Hub is at St George's Outreach Centre at 1.30pm. Tea, coffee, short time of worship, time for a blether and another tea and coffee afterwards. The Bible Study Group will also meet in St George's Outreach Centre this Tuesday at 7pm. And everyone is welcome at everything that goes on within our church, within St George's Causey Side, within St George's Outreach. We are all St George's, we're all part of one church. And finally, it is with sadness that I intimate the death of Sam Forrest, the husband of one of our members. I would ask that you please keep Sam's wife Gladys and her family in your prayers. And these are all the intimations. So we now close our service of worship by standing if able to sing hymn 110, Glory be to God the Father, hymn 110.
God grant to the living grace, to the departed rest, to the church, the queen, the commonwealth, and all humankind, peace and concord, and to us and all God's servants, life everlasting, and the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, rest upon you and remain with you and all those whom you love, now and forevermore. Thank you.